Welcome to the 590N High School Sports Show. Covering high school sports in Southeast Texas. Here's your host, Craig Irwin and Toby Tullis. Well, 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 good evening. Welcome to the 590 in Sports Show. Craig Irwin, Trent Hart with Anahuac Sports Live sitting in here. We're, Trent, we're missing our compadre this week. Man, he skipped out on the most important week of the year. Yeah, he got scared. <laughs> he got scared is what he did. He's like, man, I don't know if I'm going to be able to throw them pickums out there and uh, for district picks. And he got really nervous. So, I think so too. He just didn't want to lose. Is all. No, nah, nah, he's got picks. He's got picks coming in. No, nah, he does. He he told me he was gonna he was gonna text them over to me. Now, I my text messages haven't been going off, so we're gonna give him a little bit. I told him I said, man, we gotta get these things in because uh because uh you know we got stuff uh we got podcast to record, but he he had some adulting that he had to do today. The same yeah, real life stuff. Yeah, so we'll we'll let him slide this week, but uh, don't mean we won't give him hell next week. Oh, definitely will. So, well, let me ask you this: Did you is your head feeling better? Because when I talked to you yesterday, you were <laughs> Gator Fest put a thumping on you. It was more it was more my aches and pains than it was my head. I think because after a a full day of of filming, you know, Gators being brought in and. Uh, all the festivities that were going on at Gator Fest and Anahuac this past weekend, I was I was spent after an all day Saturday. Dude, hey, and I got some ideas that I haven't got a chance to talk to you about for Gator Fest 2024. But okay. I, but I think when I throw them out there to you, you're going to absolutely love it. Well, that's pretty much all of our ideas, right? We every everyone that we bounce off of each other, it's it's full love or nothing. It, it is and. You know, we've been doing a bunch, and there and there's a lot more to come, folks, as uh, y'all are tuning in <laughs> to the 590 Sports Podcast. But uh, in the coming year and years, uh, there's more to come with uh, 590 Sports and Anahuac Sports Live and, you know, Texas Podcast Media and everything else. So the growth and the, and the thought process that we've been putting into this, and, uh, you know, it's the sky's really the limit for us, and we're really – really going to build on it so big plan big plans ahead yeah dude did you watch did you pay attention to some of these 6a games this last week no i was more focused on you know our three 4a divisions even the 2a divisions i really didn't pay attention to the 6a but if i'm scrolling down here uh you know there was that uh salina game that came across there's 6a right now yeah did you get did you see that tiktok i sent y'all I did, and that that was some awesome highlights. What four overtimes in that game? Yeah, four overtimes in that game. That was just like absolutely unbelievable. And it, that that's not even in our notes that you know that we were going to really talk about. I sent that out to you just because I thought, wow, that's pretty daggum impressive right there. And and it was tit for tat going back and forth, uh, you know, in the overtimes and stuff. And uh, really, and that's a big rival game. Big right. rival they've, game. They've, down there. they've uh, kind of gone back and forth the last couple of years and uh you know both teams i mean they went nose to nose and it was instant classic as they put it yes they did uh, but here locally 
you look at the you look over there at the six A and and we're gonna pull the rankings up I'll pull the rankings up here in a little bit, but you sit back and look at it. Willis is undefeated out of out of that six A right there down there in New Caney and I'm trying to remember what number district they're in. Uh I think it's district ten, six uh, A. Willis is undefeated going into this this season, right? Uh, they got Lagway, the quarterback, number one recruited quarterback. If you listen to the Bullet Girl House uh, podcast, high school sports pregame show that, that we do, myself, Brian Besh, and uh, Chris Moran do on Wednesday nights there at Bullet Grill, up in Point Blank. Uh, Brian talks about Lagway a lot because he is one of the high, most highly recruited quarterbacks in the nation right now, and he's he's committed to Miami as of right now uh but with what they've done this year has just been you know pretty impressive to be undefeated going in to uh you know where they're at in district play but even more so what I was really impressed with this last week and we've kind of talked about New Caney being down but man they went nose to nose with the Woodlands this last week and it was a 49-42 game in favor of the Woodlands. But uh, like I say, New Caney went toe-to-toe on there. And, it, and we were kind of thinking, Toby and I talking off air and stuff, about possibly New Caney not making the playoffs or something other. But but after going toe-to-toe with the Woodlands, and, and Toby's talked about Oak Ridge, and I kind of feel bad to even be talking about the 6A stuff without Toby being here uh, because he does follow it so close. And, uh, you know, his brother's over there at Bryan coaching. But, uh, you know, I think New Caney's got a pretty uh, a pretty solid shot to slide in there and, and make the playoffs, especially after making a showing like they did against the Woodlands, you know, this last week. It's still a loss on their record. But, right, and it's a district game too, which I'm sure that that played a big part in how hard they were playing the Woodlands too. Yeah, most definitely, and it was a it was a road game for New Caney, uh, as uh, they were on the road this week, this last week. So, I mean, you look at their schedule; they beat Montgomery 35-34, they beat Porter 31-14, they lose to Willis 21 54-21, uh, and then. Uh, you know, nose to nose with Willis, they got Oak Ridge this week, which is going to be a big game. And and uh, it was we Toby and I went to the JV game this last week uh, for Cold Spring, and uh, we slipped out of there and got to the cafe in town and had dinner. And uh, the county judge comes in and sits down with us, and uh, we're we're talking to Judge Faulkner, and uh, he was telling us his grandson is a freshman and starting. I believe as a tackle for Oak Ridge, as a freshman, he's six seven. Wow! Now his dad played football in Cold Spring, and I remember his dad. Uh, I believe his name was Fernell Newsom. I believe was his name. I, I, I believe that was his daddy's name. Anyway, his dad was a stud athlete. Was legitimately a stud athlete. But unfortunately, didn't have that home life, right? And and mm. that's what kept him from from really having that mental aspect and, and that mental game to uh, carry him on to the next level, right? To be able to go play. 
So, right. But looking at in its district thirteen six a, as I'm I'm looking at the web, I just pulled the website up right there. So it's district thirteen. But New Caney's sitting at the bottom of their district right now, zero and two, right with uh, Caney Creek, uh, Panthers zero and two, Cleveland's zero and one, which zero uh, and three overall. And I'm just going over their district record. Uh, but whenever you look at it, you got uh, College Park. Cavaliers, the Woodlands, two and zero in district, and the Woodland Highlanders are two and zero. And then you also have Willis, who is two and zero. So there's your top three teams. So for New Caney, this is a big game coming for them this week against Oak Ridge. And oh yeah, it's it's almost a must-win game if they're if they're looking forward in their schedule and wanting to squeak into the playoffs there. Yeah, most definitely. And and if they can't get a win against Oak Ridge this week, then they pretty much write it off. I mean, you figure. Uh, if you go back and you look at who Grand Oaks has played, see if it'll let me pull it up, and it won't. But uh, there it is. Ha. Grand Oaks, they've already played. They've already their loss was against the Woodlands. Got and then they were mm-hmm. on bye week this last week, so they got New Caney, then Conroe. Excuse me, Oak Ridge. They had the Woodlands. That was their one loss so far. They have New Caney this week, then Conroe, Grand Oaks, Cleveland, College Park. Caney Creek, which will be a win, and Willis will probably be a loss. So you look at you look down at their schedule in this new Caney game for Oak Ridge. That that's a big question mark, you know that that you put on that game if you're going through and you're looking and you're trying to figure out who's going to make the playoffs out of that district. Well, and that's the case for a lot of these districts, and we're going to talk about that here in a little bit too, uh, as far as trying to make some picks uh, in these uh, smaller districts. It's it's so hard. To, to try and determine who's going to end up where. Uh, and, you know, you look at some of these margins on some of these games that they've played, uh, it's similar across the board, so it makes it even harder. It is. It, it really is. And, and then you watch games like I watched uh, Friday night with the Cold Spring Trojans. You watch that game, and then you look at Anawak uh, with the slow start that they're getting each week. Uh, trying to get started, you know, it makes it really hard to sit down. And then you turn around and you have a team like Tarkington, who had been on a hot streak that were going into the uh, week four was three and zero, and took one on the chin from uh, Beaumont Kelly, private school, uh, that's been on a roll. The only loss that they've had was to a common foe for Tarkington, which was. Um, East Chambers. East Chambers, yeah. So, right. Yeah, that common foe there, that, that, you know, it just makes it even more questionable and even harder to go through and you pick these districts. But I feel pretty confident with where I'm at and who I got picked, I think, uh, in, in District 9 and District 10, uh, 3A. Uh, District 9, 4A, that's another one that's kind of up in the air. And then we're going to jump over there to 12, 3A Division 2 as well and talk about that as we progress on throughout the show today. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Let's talk about them 6A rankings real quick. The The four teams in our area that's in the in the top 25, you have North Shore, Atascacita, Summer Creek at 11, and C.E. King at number 22. C.E. King has a pretty good game lined up this week. I'll have to pull their schedule up to be able to uh, really elaborate on it. But I remember looking at it last night whenever I was thumbing through and trying to put some notes together. But Humble ISD has two of their four high schools that are that are legit in 
the uh, top 25 in 6A. And we talk top 25 because everything everything in 6A is 6A, right? And then they'll <laughs> they'll break up and go big school, small school uh, whenever they go to seeding them in the playoffs off of enrollment. So you have like North Shore is going to go big, right? Uh, the Woodlands would go big new in, in for conversation pieces. Willis will go small. New Caney would go small, right? And then Woodlands College Park would go big. And it's all based on their enrollment compared to everybody else that's in the district. So the two biggest schools in 6A will go Division One, and the two smaller schools will go Division Two. So – And they'll have that they'll have that distinction, I think, after this next realignment, won't they? No. Uh, have to, I've not, heard rumors of it. So – my my old boy uh, Elmo sent me a link late last night, and I read it today with how they're going to do the classifications. And six A is going to stay in one uh, classification; they're not going to break six wow. A. And, and it really surprised me that they didn't do it. But I think what they're doing with the way some of these schools are growing so rapidly, like Cleveland, for instance, right? The way they're glow- growing so much, North Shore is another one. Um, you got Crosby, you have Willis that's fixing to get astronomically big with the amount of subdivisions that are going in there in Willis. I mean, all down 75 south of Willis, all that property between 75 and 45, all of that's getting developed. I mean, it's nothing right. but houses. It all ties into Conroe like one big, big puzzle, right? And then you go over to the west side of 45, it's the same way there in Willis. But yet it's done migrated north up into New Waverly, and we talked about it last week about the infrastructure, the schools, mm-hmm. and, and such. With what they're doing there, it's all growing so much. Uh, I mean, I guess you kind of compare it to what Barbers Hills done right there next to, next door to you. You know, right? Uh, with ninety nine going in, and Dayton's dealing with the same thing as we were. Uh, the wife and I were riding over to uh, Gator Fest. Um, we we hung a left and went through Liberty and and headed out that way. But Tarkington's another one. I, I noticed a big subdivision going in right there on 321 there in Tarkington, probably two or 300 homes. And, and there's another subdivision that's snaking around on the backside of Tarkington that'll, that's going to be opening up in, on development in the next uh, year or two. So, you know, there's a lot of these schools that's going to be growing. And with those growing the way they are, the big schools that are already big, I can see them going 7A, right, like they did over in Georgia. I can see Texas going to a 7A and then a 6A Division One, Division Two, right, and they're just going to kind of stair-step it up that way. I, that's what I feel mm-hmm. like is going to happen. It's not going to happen this alignment. I feel like I thought a couple years ago it, this alignment was when it was going to happen, and now I'm thinking it's going to be the next one with the with the growth of a lot of these schools. Yeah, I think you're you're on the right track there, definitely. And a little correction to that Solana game that we were talking about earlier. They're actually in 4A. I can't believe that. They've grown tremendously too over the over the last few years. And uh, that uh, when we were talking about that game and them and Anna. But uh, no, I think you're right. The uh, you know we're going to see a 7A before you know it, and that 6A Division One and Division Two is going to come along with it. No, I agree, and uh, it's going to be interesting to see how all of that comes together in. Uh with what the UIL does and, you know, at the end of the day, it's creating more games, right? And it's creating more of a playoff and, and 
this last week I had uh, Russell Wilburn in the booth with me with Dave Campbell's Texas High School Football. He's a photographer. He'd always wanted to do a game in the booth, and, and he, he come up and visited with me at the uh, Cold Spring-Hampshire Finette game last week, and uh, we visited for a good little bit. And uh, he was like, man, what do you got going? Well, you know, where are, we gonna be? where are you going to be next week? I said, man, we're going to Corgan. And I said, uh, he said, who's doing the game? Because Toby had to bail on me on doing the games. So he's like, who's going to be doing it? I said, it's just me. I said, y'all, if you ain't doing nothing, come on. He says, man, he said, I got to shoot the New Caney Woodlands game Thursday night. And I said, yeah. And he said, uh, Friday night, he said, I don't have anything. But Saturday, I'm going to be going to A&M to shoot the A&M game. I said, well, if you ain't doing nothing, come on. So he did. He come and did the game with me, and I was joking with him. I told him, I said, man, I said, Tepper wanted you to come sit in with me on broadcasting. That way you could see how, how I really do things, and, and that way he he would have an idea. That way I could go do the state championship games for Valley Sports. And he just <laughs> kind of laughed at me. But I thought it sounded good on my part. Sounded real yeah. good on my part. <laughs> But we went to Corgan Friday night, and um, after all the rain that we had Thursday, got got a pretty good little shower Friday. Let me tell you something. You know, Toby and I, we always talk about going and eating and stuff before the games. So, right. So we met up. Toby rode with me, and, and his wife works down there in Cleveland. So uh, they got a daughter. <laughs> excuse me. They got a daughter that's a cheerleader on the varsity, and uh, his oldest son plays varsity football. <laughs> So I was like, Toby, won't you just ride with me up there, right? I'll get you there early like you want to be. And I said, then you can ride home with Julie. And uh, he's like, man, that sounds like a great idea. So so we meet up and we haul tail, go up there, right? And I wish he was here. So we stopped at this place called Big Jake's. It's in Moscow, Leggett, up 59, in between Livingston and Corgan, right? So we pull off in there, a little hole-in-the-wall restaurant. If you don't know where to look for it it's right before you get to 350 that loops back around to livingston so if you ain't if you don't know what you're looking for you're gonna pass it up and i've only been there one time rachel and i went uh probably six seven months ago and i had dinner in the middle of the week so we went do we pull off in there and i look at the sign when we get set down venison fried really fried venison and uh mashed potatoes green beans and a biscuit Right, and they had the price up there. So I looked up there, and I seen it, and I said, I know what I'm getting. Toby said, what? And I said, I'm getting that venison right there. He said, do what? And he turned around and looked at it. He says, I think that's where I'm going to. And then Case, his son, he's like, man, I'm getting I'm getting one of these hamburgers. I said, you, you get you a hamburger all you want. We're going to get some real food. <laughs> so, dude, we sat down there, and they threw – we ordered it, and it was Neil Guy is what it was. You can't sell white-tailed deer on, on the – food market right. right but you can sell exotic meats so it was neil guy right dude let me tell yep. you something that was unbelievably good and i mean it was priced pretty fair but it was legit legit good i man i was in no mood to drive after that i, I really wasn't having to run up there you know get to court and get set up and it was hot humid because we'd just gotten all that rain and i was like god this is uh, i made i made the right but wrong decision but it was really really good eating so if you're rolling up 59 out of livingston punch in you're hungry not taking anything away from the local restaurants in livingston but go to big jake's 
because I promise you, you will not be disappointed. They have really, really good food there. So, uh, but I have Col- to remember that one for sure. Yeah, you, you, you really will. And uh, because you, it, it's our kind of establishment, right? So, but uh, Cold Spring, I thought they were going to put 60 up on Corgan. And, and uh, man, the key word for the Cold Spring Trojans, I feel like, is finish. They got to finish a game, and I've talked about it a little bit. Me and you've talked about it. Me and Toby's talked about it. They have opportunities to get in there and finish football games and, and just really have, for lack of better terms, that killer instinct. You know what I'm saying? And just we're going to go ahead and shove it down your throat and, and we're going to win with a statement. They didn't do it. And it's like they were up 40 at the half. I think it was 40-14. I mean, you're talking about a Corgan football team that had only scored 12 points all year long, right, going into this game. 50-27 was the final there. Now, I will say this. Corgan orchestrated some drives in the second half that was just absolutely impressive with what they did. They found the gap in the uh, Cold Springs defense and was able to execute. And, And they did an excellent, excellent, excellent job at it. So uh, I was very pleased with seeing that, right? Uh, but Cold Spring, look, Tyga Parker, 282 yards on 14 carries and four touchdowns. That's 20 point, That's 20.1 yards per carry, right? Right. That is just unbelievable. Total offense. For the for the Cold Spring Trojans, four hundred and twenty six yards total offense. And we're only able to score what ten points in the second half. Right, is what you're getting at. Yes, all of that was done pretty much in the first half. Twenty four carries, a hundred or seventeen point eight yards per carry, five rushing touchdowns. David Rowe, quarterback, went two for five for fifty seven yards, averaging twenty eight point five yards per catch. And that, the big one was to Luke Monroe. And uh, that was a touchdown, and that was the first play for scrim- from scrimmage that Cold Spring had. So it just, you know, you, you look at these numbers that they put up in the first half. They should have been double. Not taking, like I say, not taking anything. Corgan made some adjustments, right? They really did. And it's like, and Russell and I was talking about it in the game. As you're as you're progressing, as we progressed on through there, it was like when Corgan got on the field, they looked like they were defeated. Whenever they come out at half and started playing, it was like they caught their second wind from the week before. It finally caught up with them. It was like, okay, we can we can hang with these guys. They're not that much better than us. And, and, well, and it's funny how how many times that happens during a football game, right? You just never know what when a team is going to come alive and when they're not. And you know, with Corrigan playing the way they have in the preseason, uh, you they had to have you know had some fire wanting to get some kind of win. And I'm sure coming out of that locker room in the second half, feeling even feeling defeated, that spark was still there. They still wanted to win that football game in the way that uh, you know Cord's, uh, Cold Spring just kind of thought that they may have had that in the bag went into Corrigan's favor in that second half, even though they didn't come out with a win. Exactly. Exactly. And, and, you know, I I didn't get a chance to talk to Coach Ratliff, and I'm going to reach out to him this week. But 
I think as a coach, you look at that game and you take away from it. I mean, yes, when you look at your record, you're 0-4. But how many times have we talked about it on this show that that 0-4 record doesn't mean anything until you get into district. And as long as you have more wins than the third place or the uh, fifth place team, you're going to make the playoffs, you know, and can kind of redeem yourself. And that Corgan team is so stinking young. They, I mean, the they had one senior running back, and the rest of them were underclassmen. So, you you sit there and you look at those guys, and I'm like, golly, you know, how young are they? But how good are they going to be down the road? You know, in the next well, year, I mean, in the next a, two years. It's just a process for Corgan. I mean, we we talk about Corgan being such a, a solid team back, you know, in the good old days, and, and I'm I'm talking about within the last uh, couple of decades or so. Uh, but, you know, they're only looking to get back to that uh, top of the mountain uh, status. No, you're exactly right. And, and being in the district they're in, they're not getting choked down by Newton, right? So now they're 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 able to spread their wings. Of course, obviously February comes and, and it may be a different song and dance. Uh, but with that being said, you know, Corgan didn't have a seventh grade football team this year. They have an eighth grade. I'm trying to remember. Yeah. Didn't have a seventh grade, but they had an eighth grade, right? So, kind of, it's going to be interesting to see what happens, especially after this alignment, uh, because obviously that seventh grade class is probably pretty young, pretty young, pretty pretty small. So, what's going to happen with Corgan in the next couple years? You know, as far as realignment, the next two years, but by the time that seventh grade class gets up there to be freshmen, there'll be another alignment right that comes out right so uh there may be a maybe a year there where they're a little bit different but uh you got to stay home this week you had anawak at the house against st augustine 46 26 was the final there and uh you know seemed like i'm trying to check our time here as uh we're kind of getting close on still got still got picks to do yeah i know we got we still got a lot to talk about i mean this 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 is not the show that toby needed to miss i can promise you that so (laughs) let's do this let's take a quick break here on the 590 sports show in texas podcast media we're going to take a quick break we're going to hear a word from a couple of our sponsors and when we come back we'll talk about that anawak and san augustine game and then we're going to talk a little bit more about some other games that went on because uh, I feel like that we need to talk about Tarkington and Orangefield because that's all going to be relevant as uh, we get wind down to get into our district picks. So uh, all of that stuff's going to be, you know, it, it's all going to kind of play in together and uh, help put this show together. But uh, appreciate y'all listening to Texas Podcast Media's 590 Sports Show. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to talk more high school football. Howdy, folks. Randy here. At Randy's Rubs, it is our mission to bring you a variety of mouthwatering seasonings that are sure to make the ordinary extraordinary, to make the impossible possible. Creating memories with friends and family is what is most important to us, and we hope to be the cornerstone of your meals, making memories with the ones you love most. As all of you continue on your fall sports journey, Randy's Rubs wishes each of you an incredible season and may each of you be an All-American. Go check us out on Amazon or at randysrubs.com. It don't suck, y'all. Do you have a dream of sitting around and talking about whatever's on your mind? Well, we're here to make that a reality here at Texas Podcast Media. We We are here to make your dream a reality. 
come in, set up in our studio, we record, we edit, we do all the work, and we upload it to all the feeds. Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, we do it all. Let us be your home for your podcasting. For more information, email us at info at texaspodcastmedia.com. Welcome back to the 590 Sports Show with Craig Irwin, Trent Hart, here on Texas Podcast Media. And uh, can't say enough about our sponsor, one of our sponsors, Randy's Rubs. If y'all haven't reached out and, and went to randysrubs.com and uh, picked up some of that uh, seasoning, you're, you're missing out. I promise you, it's all I use here at the house. Uh, Randy's a good friend, been knowing since we were kids grew up we were some of the ogs down there in wood branch in new caney and uh, randy played football down there and stuff but he uh he's worked long and hard on developing uh these seasonings that he has out y'all go check them out you can go to texaspodcastmedia.com and scroll down there there's a randy's rubs tab or even easier you can go to randysrubs.com and uh, do your purchases right there. I, I promise you, you will not be disappointed with uh, with their seasoning. And you'll throw pretty much everything else out. So what has been disappointing, even though they've been winning, Trent, is uh, the way your Anahuac Panthers have been getting started. Well, it was it definitely wasn't disappointing this last Friday, Craig. I mean, the, they definitely took a big step forward against San Augustine and against the San Augustine team that was really, really fast. Um, you know, they were, they're still relatively young last year. They had, uh, I think 80% of their team was freshmen and sophomores and those freshmen and sophomores are now sophomores and juniors. And, you know, Anahuac hadn't faced a team speed wise and athletically, uh, as gifted as the wolves this past Friday. And they had a little slow start to the first half. Um, you know, it, it had rained down here that, you know, things were, were slick and people were slipping around, which would resulted in some, and some fumbles on both on both sides for both teams. But after the first half, they really settled in. They uh, took over the football game and, and came out with a, another good win. Uh, but the, the biggest thing I think that the, the Panthers improved on uh, was definitely the penalties. They still had a little bit over 50 yards in penalties, but that is a far cry from the 280-something yards they had from the two games prior to that. 46-26 was the final there for Anahuac last week, and obviously you had the call there on Anahuac Sports Live. And, and you know, it, it's we're going to roll into district picks here in a little while, right? And uh, whenever we go in and we talk about it and we think about these district picks, it's so hard to judge Anahuac only playing two games, right, uh, going in into this season. They, you know, you had the game against Newton that got canceled, right? So mm-hmm. then, so you had that game got canceled due to the wildfires going on over in Newton. Yep. Then y'all y'all played on the road at New Waverly last week or week before last, and then having St. Augustine at home. So, I mean, really, you're you're three games in on a four week season, and you missed a week with scrimmages. So, it's really taken some time. And 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 I'm saying all of that. The first two weeks, Cold Spring had some issues with penalties, right? And uh, But you take the penalties that they had in the first two weeks against Liberty and um, Splendora into where they're at now and the minimal amount of penalties that they've had this week and the week prior uh, against uh, Hampshire Finette, 
you know, it's like they got to get their feet up underneath them and, and right. regain that mental discipline, right, on the field and the coaches reiterating, hey, this is something we got to work on and, and really and really uh, input that into uh, into their program and with what they're doing. Because, I mean, they're, they're, coaches go into the season focusing on the X's and O's and you forget about the mental aspect of the game, right? And, and keeping, keeping your one between your ears, keeping it right. And then two, obviously paying, paying attention to snap counts and, and getting your hands inside the Jersey versus outside on a holding call. You know what I'm trying to say? So, right. And they, I think that they really keyed in on that this last week. And you could tell uh, just by the way that they were conducting themselves on the field, uh, you know, in the trenches, especially with the offensive line, uh, but the story that's going to be told about Anahuac, I think, is how much of the uh, second-half team that they are, the bulk of their points coming from the second half in, in pretty much all three of the games that they've played, uh, but, you know, had a, you know, a game of, of the season so far, just only being their third, 461 total yards for them. Uh, but the the big key aspect to the Anahuac Panthers is their defense and their ability to create turnovers. They've had 14 turnovers over the last three games that they've been able to come up with. And, you know, their ability to, to contain the run, even with this heavy run San Augustine defense or offense that they faced this last Friday, uh, they were able to contain them really well. And, you know, I'm, I was impressed with how they really just came together as a total football team this last Friday, as it's been one-sided or the other in the in the last couple. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing how y'all progress, right? And and I mean, we're going into district play next week, and oh, so it's huge. It's really going to be big, you know. Uh, y'all have Harden, which it really. I don't feel like that is going to be a contest. I mean, it's y'all's neighbor over there. Uh, they're going to run the double wing, new head coach, uh, new coach over there, right. new regime. So uh, it's going to be, you know, kind of questionable uh, that game as far as what Harden is. They're they're not going to they're are not questionable. I guess I should say Harden's not going to be very good. And then you, and then y'all go into on the road at Orangefield, Kirbyville at home, East Chambers, Buna, and then Tarkington to finish out your season. So uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to watch. Uh, y'all are starting your season off three and zero. Buna's three and one. Tarkington's three and one. East Chambers three and one. Harden is three and one. Kirbyville three and one. Orangefield is one and three. But I think when you go back and you look at that, you look at strength of schedule, and that goes a long way. Uh, whenever you look at the records here, right? Right, and you're gonna see that whenever we start making our prep our picks for that district, uh, you know, here in a little bit. No, most definitely we are. Another game that I wanted to talk about briefly uh, before we, we dive into all of these district picks is Tarkington Longhorns. Man, they 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 fell off this this last week uh, with a loss to Beaumont Kelly, private school. And uh, you look at scores, a tight game uh, for, for this. And, and talking to Mo, uh, Tarkington still had an opportunity to come back and at least tie it up, if not win the game, right? Uh, yeah. They got a kid that can kick field goals. Uh, according to Elmo, they got a kid that can kick a 50-yarder in pregame. Uh, I haven't seen it. I'm just going by what he's telling me. So, whenever you got a kid like that and you got a ball, you know, Tarkington 
kept the ball on the ground most of the night and uh, was going tit for tat. Now, he'll, he did tell me this. He said Beaumont Kelly, he said, is a complete different team than what they were last year. He said the amount of speed that they have is just unbelievable. And uh, he said he was more pleased by after seeing the speed that they had, them containing them to 35 points was even better. But they were back and forth the whole night. 35-32 was the final there. Tarkington had, Tarkington had the ball with a little bit of time left and uh, opted to uh, go to the air and throw the ball a little bit and was unsuccessful and unable to get the ball down there where they felt comfortable to kick a field goal to tie it up. And uh, I guess uh, Coach Belt didn't have confidence in their running game at that aspect. They did have some penalty issues, and, and I feel like after talking to Mo and everything that with the penalty issues that I felt like after him telling me that – that possibly if Tarkington could have reined that in, then that could have possibly been a different game. He said, but the officials were calling any and everything instead of letting them kids play a little bit. Now, with that being said, Tarkington did have a kid that got ejected. So, uh, I don't know. I wasn't there, haven't watched any film on any of that. So, Well, you know, that, that was not a game that I was particularly just, you know, keeping my eye on. Friday night, right? Because I, I felt like Targington was going to come out of there with a W. And whenever we were going over we scores in the postgame show, it just didn't – I was very surprised at that. Uh, you and I both. I, I really was. And, and Toby was there watching the game, and he was sending me screenshots of – as if I needed him to. But he was sending me some screenshots of some scores. One of them was the Newton-Westernware-Stark game. The other one was the Targington-Beaumont-Kelly game and then the Woodville-Orangefield game which mm-hmm. were kind of three of the key games that we were watching, right? Um, but over in District 9-3A, one of, the, one of the games that I expected to not be a blowout, but to, for a team to win handedly was the Shepard-Hempstead game. I figured Shepard was going to walk away and, and, and win that game. And, and, boy, Hempstead gave them a run for their money, and, uh, went into overtime, and uh, Shepard was able to pull the win out in overtime. So I got a three. I got a little three foot fella wants to put the headphones on and podcast with us. <laughs> he just come up here well, to that, the studio and getting. In, he's like, well, if Toby's not here, I might as well get in there and do some podcasting with y'all. We'll see if he says a couple words. Yeah, <laughs> I'll see if he puts them on. Put them on. I'll put them on and, and see if he talks. You gonna talk to us, Case? He's gonna, we he gonna breathe heavy. Yes, he. Well, he's got that mic right up there next to his nose and uh. <laughs> this time of year. So, he, uh, we got him on him. If he decides to chime in, can you say "Go Trojans"? He ain't going to. He just shook his head no, Evan. He said he ain't gonna say. Yeah, that. but he. I he, didn't think so. He's here in studio. He's uh, he's filling Toby's spot. But uh, but yeah, I thought that uh, Shepard could have handled. Hempstead a little bit better than what they did and they didn't so uh 34 I remember you saying that last week and you know Shepard really needed to win this last week they did you're you're 100 percent correct they really needed that win as uh you know it's kind of been up and down after they suffered that loss to Tarkenton try to get their feet back up underneath them before they go into district play uh this week another game 
that I was really watching and keeping an eye on was the Woodville Orangefield game. Nineteen seven. Yeah, you and me both. Nineteen seven was the final. There, we've talked about Woodville at length about how good, you know, they played Franklin early on. Uh, I, I just, you know, it. It's just, it's like how do you? It makes it really hard to make your district picks whenever you see games like that. It is. And, you know, you look at Orangefield's uh, and Woodville's schedules and you look at the strength of the schedule that Woodville had to go through and how close that they played the teams that they played outside of Liberty. Um, you and I both thought that Woodville was going to go in there and kind of make it a more of a lopsided game, which it really wasn't. I mean, it's 19-7 was the final over there. But I expected that game to be – a 20, you know, 24 point, maybe even a 30 point ball game. And it wasn't. So that might have, that kind of changed my outlook on how y'all's district was going to shape up as well. No, you're exactly right. And I'm sitting there and I'm riding home and well, me, you and Toby were, were on the phone. You called us after your game and, yep. uh, and we were talking and, and I was just like, wow, you know what I mean? It, it was, it really changes your whole mindset on things. And, and, and then whenever you look over there at your district on how you thought you were going to pick your district last week, now we're looking at it and it's a, t- it's a total different look. You know what I'm saying? It is. It is. I mean, it's, it's, uh, I believe that uh, both of our districts are, are, we know pretty much who the top four is. It's like, where are you going to put them? And you know, who's going to, who's going to end up because nobody's really separated themselves as the, you know, all out favorite to win either one. No, they're not. They're not at all. So, and we talked about Franklin. They put, they beat Jasper 29 14 last week. Mm-hmm. And then Newton defeats Westmore Stark 58 54. So, and a classic over there. Yes. That, if, if I wouldn't have been at a game last uh, Friday night, that's, that's the game I probably would have went to. Absolutely. That, you know, that, that right there is, is just classic rivalry football. And then die ball, they finally put one in the, uh, in the win column with a win over Harden Jefferson this week, this last week. So, right. And I mean, they beat Kirbyville 28 That was a given, I think, that we we were thinking, looking at that game and we're like, okay. Die ball should come out on top, and they did. And you look at the margin there, as I was talking about, touching on earlier on some of these common opponents, the margin is pretty much the same as you look at some of these, you know, East Chambers versus Harden and uh, Anahuac versus Harden and the die ball versus, I mean, it's it's around the same amount of points, so it's kind of hard to judge. It, it really is. It is hard to judge. And, and you go back and you look at it, in my opinion, you go back and you look at this, and it's like – we two weeks ago we were talking about the power shift, right? And, and right. felt like that maybe the more dominant teams were in nine three A versus ten three A Division One. So now we're sitting here looking at it, and it's like, huh? It, is maybe it, not so much. It's more. It, maybe it's more equal than we we, we thought it was going to be. And um, and now that I'm looking at it, I feel like these two districts are they're good districts. Um, and I feel like that they're, you know, they're more equally matched than what we first were looking into before we got into uh, preseason football. 
no, you're 100% correct. And I agree with you after sitting here and looking at all the common foes and stuff that, you know, what we what I've done over the last couple days, uh, man, it, it just, it, it makes it really hard. And, and you're either going to look really good or you're going to look really dumb, you know, whenever, <laughs> whenever we sit there and put, the, and that's what makes this fun, right? Is uh, once yeah. we, we put all this together and, and, and look, for those those of y'all listening at home, we're semi pros at this. We're just a couple old guys that love high school football, and Toby included. And he still hasn't sent me his district picks, so uh, I guess he's gonna he's gonna kind of play out of this. And oh man, oh man, I thought I hit send, and I already know I already know <laughs> what direction he's gonna go on this. But uh, he's just trying to get out of buying me, buy, me and you dinner. Is yeah. all it is. Yeah, and, and so let's – we can go ahead and talk about that. So we decided, Trent decided, made an executive decision that uh, the winner, he's got a spreadsheet put together for uh, for us, and then I'm going to make a post on 590N Sports. I, I want everybody to join in with us, right? Well, give me your top four district picks over there on 59N Sports on Facebook. Y'all, y'all get in there, interact. I'm gonna, I'm gonna schedule the post to, to uh, post in the morning. So uh, y'all, I want y'all to get in there and, and uh, give us your picks for District Nine, your picks for District 10, 3A, and then we're also gonna throw in, we'll throw in one more. We're gonna throw in 4A Division Two, District Nine, 4A Division Two. We're not gonna, I'm not gonna put 12, 3A Division Two in there. Uh, we're going to have our picks on 12-3A Division Two, but we're we're going to keep it 9-3A, 10-3A, 9-4A Division Two, And I, I want some of y'all to give us some feedback over there, right? Uh, so if you haven't liked 590N Sports, go like and uh, hit that follow button so you'll get all the notifications. Also, you can go to texaspodcastmedia.com. There's at the top, uh, I put in a uh, subscribe line. Right, go in there, type your email in. Every time we upload content, you'll get an email notification to uh, to get an update on what's going on. I post all the pickums in there uh, each week that we do on the Five Ninety N Sports page. Uh, I post them. Uh, I put them up there. If you click on the Five Ninety N Sports Show on the top right hand side, you can click on there, and then of course hear this podcast and click on the Bullet Grill House Show. Uh, pregame show you click on that and hear the podcast for that over there as well so uh but if you punch in uh you subscribe to that every time whenever we upload a new podcast and everything to the media player there on the website it'll give you a notification anytime we update the pickums it'll give you a notification as well so definitely uh something to so to do get in there and uh subscribe to that please so and we're gonna we're gonna touch on two A what twelve two A division two and one next week as they don't start district until next week the following week right. and then ten four A division one as well. Yep, that'll be in two weeks as well because they're two weeks away. Uh, there's right. only five teams in that district or sixteen. There's only five weeks of district play uh, in that district. So it, it, thank God because that that district's horrible right it's horrible to watch whenever you go back and you look at them scores and i hate saying it that way uh but it's just so sporadic you know you can't narrow down any one or two teams on where you think they're going to be 
Uh, no, you can't. Look at that district. I mean, Vider, Livingston. I mean, Livingston's winless. Who would have thought that? Splendora, they get shut out by Hampshire Finette last week. They, you know, Galena Park beat them the week before that. Cold Spring the week before that. So, I mean, they're going in one and three, you know, uh, going into this week's game. And uh, I'd have to look and see who pull them up to see who they're playing this week. And we'll talk about it whenever we get ready to wrap up the show uh, this evening. But let's jump into 12-3A Division Two, right? Even though it's not going to be officially in our pickings. Let's start big. Let's go 9-4A okay. Division Two. Let's start right there, and then we'll go 12-3A Division Two, and then we'll wrap up in our wheelhouse. How does that sound? That that sounds good to me. And All right. So, out of District 12, 3A Division Two, man, you you sit here and you look at this district, right? It's it's a powerhouse of the of a district. You got it is. You got Jasper in there, Sealsby, Hampshire, Finette, Western Stark, Sealsby, uh, Liberty, Harden Jefferson, and Bridge City is is what makes up this district. And uh, you sit here and you look at it, and we talk about the overall record, right? Let's start with that first. Bridge City's two and two. Hampshire Finette's four and zero. Oh. I've had the opportunity to see them. Harden Jefferson's 0 and 4, Jasper 2 and 2, Liberty is uh, 0 and 4, Sealsby 4 and 0, West Orange Stark is 2 and 2. Is uh, so how you how we look at this district and and you know it's it's very easy to pick that number one one spot. and two well one and two one and two right so I sit here and I look at this and and, and I'm putting Sealsby hands down uh, in the one spot, right? Right. And Hampshire Finette is going to be in that two spot for me. Uh, that's where I have them placed. I think Jasper will be the three. And it, I'm kind of on edge about the whole Jasper, right? Because – I feel like it could go either way. It could go Westmore Stark, Jasper, or Jasper Westmore Stark. Uh, well, well, and that's that's about what I was about to say. So I've got I've got Silsby coming in the one seed, Hampshire Finette, but then I to opposite you, which based on what you just said, I've got Westmore Stark, and then Jasper coming in on that four spot. So you got Westmore Stark coming in at three, and Jasper in four. Correct. See, and, and you know. I think so. Jasper's uh, they suffered a couple losses, right? That Newton right. game that they had scheduled uh, got canceled, so they ended up playing Spring Legacy and lost that game. They lose to Franklin on the road this last week. They got Liberty, and then boom, Hampshire Finette, then Bridge City, mm-hmm. then Westmore Stark. So. On October 20th, we'll have a really good idea, right, of what that's going to be at. And you know what's crazy is we Toby and I had already talked about it and built it up, and, and we're still going to go, but we were looking forward to that Jasper-Sealsby matchup, right? That game's in right. Sealsby, but Jasper losing, I mean, they've lost one, two, three in a row. They beat Houston Kincaid. They beat Palestine uh, Palestine High School 46-24. And then take 
they lost three. two in a row. And then, but it, you know, they they played two really really good yeah, football teams. Right, Leg- Legacy is is a good football team. Franklin, we know all about Franklin. Um, I, I think more of what I was basing it on, if you look at their schedule, is that they're at Hampshire Finette. they're at West Orange Stark, they're at Silsby. That is that is a tough tough schedule to try and get in better than the fourth seed because uh, West Orange to play at West Orange Stark was the decision maker in my third and fourth pick there. No, and and I don't disagree with you. I, I don't disagree with you at all. But I just feel like I feel like that West Orange Stark is not where, and I say this. West Orange Stark played played uh, Newton last week, and, right. and it was a ball game, but. You're talking about a, a team coming up two classifications and you're still losing to them, right? Right. Jasper, their losses, of course, that Jasper-Newton game would have been a key game, right, to yes, watch. Yes, it would have. Uh, but you got the Legacy School Sports Sciences that they lost, which is a private school. You got Spring Legacy, Right which is a private school that they lost to. And then Franklin, which is 3A Division One, which is just below them. And we know what a story program Franklin is. I, I think Silsby is just down – or, excuse me, Westmore Stark is just down enough. I think Jasper is going to be able to pull that win. And that's why I have them in the three spot and Westmore Stark in the four spot. But those two, I, I agree with you. They could flip-flop either way. Uh, but I think you're one in your two seeds – I think those are a lock with where they're at. Yeah, I figured, I figured that we'd probably all be in agreement on that. And you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't be out of the realm of being surprised if Hampshire Finette somehow pulls that win, that win over Silsby and somehow ends up in the first seat. Um, they they have the ability to do that, even they, though Silsby is really 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 good. I, I think where where the holdup on that is going to be, I think Silsby's speed is going to outweigh Hampshire Finette's finesse. Does that make sense? Well, it's going to come down to whether or not Stillsby can shut down their passing game, right? You saw that passing game firsthand when yes. they came over to Cold Spring. And uh, it's it's going to come down to that. And I think they play each other. Let me look here. Uh, on the tw- and Like you said, the 20th of October is going to say a lot about that district. Uh, All the Hampshire way around. Finette. Yes. Yeah, they, they play Hampshire Finette at home. Uh, so you've got to give the edge to Silsby there. Just even on their athleticism, you have to do it. No, I agree. And, and that's what I was going to say is I think Silsby's athleticism, one that they have in the size that they have, uh, they're going to outsize Hampshire Finette uh, on the X's and O's uh, on both sides of the ball. But I think their speed on their, their defensive ends, they're going to be able to get a little bit more pressure than what I've seen Cold Spring not be able to do. And I think that's going to be key uh, in kind of uh, hurrying that quarterback uh, for Hampshire Fournette, kind of really putting him in a hurry and th- making him make some off-balance throws and cause some disruption. And, and yep. I think that's going to be the be the difference in, in that aspect. But it's definitely going to be a fun district to watch, especially on October 20th. That's, that's, a, that's D-Day for district – nine four a division two right and, and we're going to talk yeah, about is. these districts as we progress on each and every week with our podcast and stuff 
So, uh, and if you want to hear more, if we're not touching on something you want us to touch on, email us at info at Texas Podcast Media, and we'll be sure to uh, look into and throw our input on. I know we don't talk a bunch about 5A and 6A. There's been some talk about us doing a separate podcast just on that. And um, if that's something you want to hear more of, like I say, email us at info at texaspodcastmedia.com, and uh, we'll be able to uh, get that. Or you can email Trent over there at Live at gmail.com. Is that correct? Absolutely. So, and then, so one of those two email addresses, uh, I promise you, we'll be able to uh, get some stuff done and uh, format to where you really want to listen to it a little bit more. I know there's a guy up there in Winsboro that wish we had talked about Winsboro a little bit more. But he doesn't matter. <laughs> no, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it, it, whatever we say, it'll be wrong. You know what I mean? So, well, let's jump into 12-3A Division Two. Now, I have not made any picks out of this, so I, I, I'm fixing – I'm looking at it right now. Going in blind. Going in blind. Now, obviously, we've Outside talked, of Newton. Yes, outside of Newton. Uh, I'm going in blind and, and going to make these picks. And I feel like that after picking Newton as the one seed – right out of this district mm-hmm. i think that's a uh that's a hand-me-down i think it's really put them in a hat shake them up and and uh figure out you know draw from there i mean you got anderson shiro who's 4-0 which is out west of me right hemp hill right is two and two which is way up north talking about a spread out district coons two and two new waverly's zero and four team you've seen they got a bye week this week newton's two and oh Trinity 0 and 4 and Warren is 3 and 1. Right. So it's like I think Warren well, made the playoffs last year for the first time in school history. I don't know if it was the first time in school history, but I I do remember them making it. Um I was trying to look at some of their uh opponents in the preseason uh Hemphill losing to San Augustine 36 to 20 in week one. And then you look over at Warren's schedule. Yeah. They lost to Garrison in week three, 26 to nothing. I don't know a whole lot about Garrison. Garrison's traditionally really good. They're small right. school. They're two, a division two really good football program. Story program makes deep runs in the playoffs. They got shut out by Garrison, but they, they beat Harden 18, seven. They beat whole days at a 40 to nothing. They beat Huntington last week, twelve to six. Right, and then, and then you look at you look at Coons's schedule. They beat Holdezetta, they beat Evadel, but lost to Buna and Brazos. Uh, like you said, you can throw these names in a hat and kind of shuffle them around and see what happens. Right. No, I, I agree. And you look at the loss to Buna, uh, a forty nine fourteen loss, but they put seventy six up on Evadel, right, and then. You got, uh, what is this, Wallace Brazos. They lost 30-14, to 14, don't know anything about them, then beat Holday Zeta 49-6. to six. So, yeah, I mean, it makes it really, really hard. And then you click over to Hampshire Finette. They beat Hearn 28-6. They beat Danbury 50 to nothing. Snook 52 to nothing. And Evadel 70 to nothing. So, so and Anderson, Anderson Shiro, right. And that's, you know, they put 70 points against Evadel, you know, and when – 
Coons put up 76. I mean, that's that's around that's about the same. Yeah. Uh, even though Coons was allowed 20, uh, and Anderson so, Chiro shut them out. So I mean, that, if you look at Anderson Chiro's, they've shut out their last three opponents too. Right. So that and that's where I was going to go. I'm putting Anderson in in the two hole. In this, uh, for the simple fact of of what they did against the common foes with Warren, right? Uh, mm-hmm. I look at that. Snooks uh, nor- had been, has been a good program in the past. Hearn's been pretty decent, right? So they've only allowed – here's the big deal. Anderson Shiro has only allowed six points in four games. That's amazing. Really, it is. It, it even is. against Even against lesser teams. Right. Still shut shutting out these teams. That that's big, that's really big. Now, you we talk about New Waverly, right? You've seen this team. They, the most they've scored was against Anahuac, and that was fourteen points, and that was off two tip balls that if they would have been thrown right and the defender wasn't laying on the ground, they probably would have stopped them, right? But you play right. the games for a reason, so. I mean, they beat, they lose to Shepard twenty-three to six, and we've talked about Shepard, right? They lose to Teague twenty-seven nothing, lose to Anahuac forty fourteen, and then Westwood puts thirty-six up on them. So I don't feel like New Waverly's one that we talk about in that in that top three, if you will. Uh, maybe, and really, I don't look at them to be in the top four. Uh, I, I look tend to them, agree. Uh, I'm looking over at Kuntz now. Uh, they beat Holday Zeta 49-6. They lose to Wallace Brazos 30-14. They beat Evadel 76-20. And they lose to Buna 49-14. I- I'm going to tell you. Click back over on Warren real fast. <laughs> 40. Man, this, this. And we ain't even talked about Hemp Hill yet. Let me look at that. No, we haven't. And, and like I say, folks that are listening, I haven't, I haven't looked at this district at all. They lose to Kirbyville fifty-two fourteen, but they beat Western Bean, which is small school. Shelbyville small school fifty forty-five. St. Augustine thirty-six to twenty. That's first game of the season. So look, I'm going to go on a limb. I'm going to put Coots in the three hole. And I'm going to put Warren in the four hole. Okay. Let me get top this here. And I'll, it's funny because we we're on, we're on the same page again on the first, the one and two, obviously I got Newton and one comfortably. And then Anderson Shiro in the second hole, but then I've got Warren coming in at three and Coons coming in at four. Interesting. So we're right there. Top bottom, right? You know, then, then bottom two. And, and like I say, they could go any, stinking way it's they could they really can yeah well hey look we're fixing to jump into our bread and butter district 9 and district 10 3a division oh yeah right but before we do that we're going to take a break we're going to catch our breath we're going to get you prepared and we're going to talk about these two districts and this is this is our wheelhouse folks stay tuned texas podcast media and the 590 sports show will be back right after this Howdy folks, Randy here. At Randy's Rubs, it is our mission to bring you a variety of mouthwatering seasonings that are sure to make the ordinary extraordinary, to make the impossible possible. 
Creating memories with friends and family is what is most important to us, and we hope to be the cornerstone of your mills making memories with the ones you love most. As all of you continue on your fall sports journey, Randy's Rubs wishes each of you an incredible season, and may each of you be an All-American. Go check us out on Amazon or at randysrubs.com. It don't suck, y'all. Do you have a dream of sitting around and talking about whatever's on your mind? Well, we're here to make that a reality here at Texas Podcast Media. We here are we are here to make your dream a reality. Come in, set up in our studio. We record, we edit, we do all the work, and we upload it to all the feeds: Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play. We do it all. Let us be your home for your podcasting. For more information, email us at info at texaspodcastmedia.com. Welcome back to the 590 Sports Show, and don't forget to visit our friends over there at Randy's Rubs. Don't forget to like the 590 Sports page on Facebook, and heck, go over there to Anawak Sports Live and like and follow that page as well. Lots of good stuff Trent puts over there, uh, covering exclusively Anawak, right? But a lot of good stuff. He's got a pickums over there. Where where am I sitting in your pickums over there, Trent? I did not have a chance to total them all up today. I'll do that first thing in the morning. Uh, but I think I don't, I didn't look at yours, but uh, I know that my broadcast partner and I I think we went undefeated this week finally. And if I'd have made my picks last week, I'd probably been in the running some <laughs> or somewhere up there. Well, I but knew. unfortunately, I slept on it and didn't make my picks the week before. But uh, it's fun. Y'all go over there. It's it's posted on our Facebook page each and every week. Uh, I'm gonna get them posted first thing in the morning. Uh, you know, we we were at Gator Fest as we were talking about earlier. We put a bunch of live videos up on uh, some of the gators that were brought in. There was a 12 foot, 11 inch gator. I think that was the winner that ended up it being for the roundup. Uh, it was 620 pounds. That video is up on our Facebook page as well. And I and, actually uh, seen that gator. Go get, ahead. I actually seen that gator get brought in and weighed. You Did you? Yeah. You didn't know I was there yet, but I was. Oh, okay. And you must so, have been hiding over there in the crowd. Well, I, I was sitting right over there on the side. You were videoing, and I didn't, you know, I didn't want to interrupt you working. So, but uh, me and Case and Emery and Rach, we made it over there and and uh, got to uh, got to look at that, and and it was uh, we had a lot of fun. Uh, Case and Emery got on the mechanical bull and uh, got to ride that. So it, they they had a good. Uh, they had a really good time, and uh, we got out of there just in time before the rain got there um, Saturday afternoon. And I, I kept... well, it, it didn't rain much. It, it came through a little a little squall came through for about ten minutes, and it it blew over, and then it ended up being a really nice afternoon with the the entertainment that was there. And uh, but uh, always a good time at Texas Gator Fest, and I think there's a couple of weeks left in the Gator season, so if you have any interest in going and, and maybe doing some gator hunting uh visit our friends over at uh porter's wild game processing and alligator farm they'll set you up dude and and look those guys over there at porter's i've i've met them through baseball and and softball right uh casey and them can't ask for much better people than what they are uh, they exactly they are just they're stand up just really good people and casey coaching that's how I met Casey, right? I met Casey before I met Trent. And and I've told y'all the story on how Trent and I got interlocked and intertwined to where we're at today. But uh, hosting tournaments in Cold Spring, um, I've got to, uh, you know, got to meet Casey there and just 
man, just a super humble guy, super good guy, and and is about the kids in the community as well. So with, go holler at them. I mean, I don't have their information sitting in front of me, but it's a uh, Trent's got all their information. I'm sure he posts stuff on on his Facebook page all the time. But yeah, go see those guys over there. Get get hooked up with them. I'm not going to be able to this year, but next year I will set me up a gator hunt. Cause it's, I say that every single year. Right? Next year we're doing it, okay? <laughs> next year we will do it, Trent. Me and you and we may even – me, you, and Toby will go do a gator hunt. That sounds like a plan to me. And, uh, yeah, you can visit uh, – there's great people over there at Porter's Processing, uh, Casey and Lindsay Hedges. Porter'sProcessing.com is where you can uh, go and check them out at. And in crawfish season, they got the crawfish hideaway there. Oh, yeah. so They're busy uh, people. Yes, they are. <laughs> but – uh Good entrepreneurs and uh, definitely some folks you want to get tied into. So let's uh, let's dive into District 10, 3A, Division 1. Do you want to start there? Or you want to start on 9? Well, I was about to give you some the business. Are we going to have years for last? Is that the way it's going to go? I mean, it, I tell you what, you make the call. I already <laughs> we'll, have, we'll, start I already, with, we'll start with 10, 3A because I, I think that my picks for your, for your 9, 3A is going to be a little surprising for you. I think my picks for you out of nine three A is going to be pretty surprising, and I will. Okay. I will even throw mine out there before you throw yours. Uh, that sounds perfectly all right with me. You go right ahead. Yeah, that way you can make some changes. That's why I can just make a couple of changes on the back end. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. So, ten three A Division One, man. You, you got Anawak, Buna, Tarkington, East Chambers, Harden. Kirbyville, Orangefield, and yeah, that's that's who we have. So we talk about deceiving records, right? And whenever you look at this district, you got Orangefield sitting there at a one and three, and you got Harden at a three and one, right? Mm-hmm. So you and I knowing Toby went and watched the Liberty Harden scrimmage, right? And I haven't. I haven't seen Harden. I can only go by what him and I talked about. And if you go back to episode one uh, of our podcast here on the 590 Sports Show on Spotify and everything else, you, you can go in there and you can hear Toby talk about this Harden football team. So it, you look at strength of schedule, right? Uh, yeah. I've seen East Chambers. I've heard enough about Anawak. I've heard enough about Buna. I've talked enough about Tarkington. The unknowns, right, really and truly, is Kirbyville, right? It's like, what is Kirbyville? How how good are they, right? Or how bad are they? Um, well, the only game that we the only game that we have to go by on that is really the die ball game where they they lost the die ball twenty eight to fourteen in week two. Uh, I feel like that that's the only the the really strong opponent that they've seen. I, I agree with you. I agree with you. And then Kirbyville, did they get the win last week? I'm looking at it. Yes, they, they did. Beat they Hemphill. beat Hemphill 52 to 14. Right. So they beat Trinity 46 8. They lose to Die Ball 28 14. They beat Cork. They shut Corgan out. And they beat Hemphill 52 to uh, 14. So, and the score with the Corgan game was 56 0, right? That was uh, two weeks ago. So when I sit here and I look at this district, I put Buna in the one seed is is where I have them. 
I know that you had talked early on this season and had Anahuac in the sixth seed. And oh, come on now. They've kind of changed your opinion <laughs> over the last two weeks. Uh, you know, I was playing all that up just so that I would get to this week's pickups. Well, you do realize that, right? No, and that's fine. I, <laughs> I, look, y'all got an undefeated record right now. Y'all are 3-0. It's a good thing y'all didn't play Newton because there would be one, two, three, four, five, six of y'all in a three and one spot, right? If possible. Yeah, I'm gonna go with it. I'm <laughs> Newton beat West Orange. Okay. So I'm I'm kicking it off with Buna in the one seed. Okay. And and I'm gonna put Anawak in the two seed. Now here here's where it gets interesting. Uh well it's already interesting, but the three and four is even harder. Yes it is. And that's why I stopped right there where I'm at. So are you wanting me to go to my one and two seed? Is that what you want? Yeah, you might as well. All right. Well, I'm going the opposite. I am going Anahuac first seed. I feel like they are going to win the district title outright for the first time in, uh, since probably 98. Um, and then I'm going with Buna in the second seed. So here's the deal as I look at this. And, and you know, October 20th is a big day, right? Because that's when y'all yes. play Buna is October 20th as I'm looking at the schedule. And that that's a home game for y'all. Yep. So and I and I know that kind of sways you a bunch, right? Um I mean I you go and and you look at what Buna's done, their one loss was to Bridge City, right? They beat Corgan forty eight six, they beat Crockett twenty four eight, they beat Koontz forty nine fourteen. And I mean you look at it and Coons is a team that we got picked to make the playoffs, right? Uh, right. Out of their District 3 Division 2. So you go through and you look at it. You know, and I feel like that Buna's probably not showing their full hand, right? Much like Well, and they might, they might not be, and I don't think East Chambers is either. And if you look at over the stats uh, for those two teams, especially on the ground, you know, I was, I was really talking about Buna and how good they were uh, running the football, but you know, Buna has 653 yards on the ground compared to East Chambers, just over a thousand. And I'm assuming that the bulk of those yards came from Harden Jefferson in the Liberty game for, for East Chambers. But you've got to look at it. And, you know, Winnie has always been a run first team outside of their quarterback that they lost this past year. But it seems like that they have found their footing a little bit and they're really rushing the football well. Right. No, and I agree with you. So, I got East Chambers in the three spot. Okay. And I think it's a hands-down three spot, which makes the four spot very hard for me because you got three teams, I feel like, that can battle for that four spot. And, and I mean a legit battle, and it can be anyone's game. And you sit there and you – I feel like you look at these three games and you put a question mark by them, right? Like, I don't – literally, I do not know, right? And that's going to be Tarkington, Kirbyville, and Orangefield. Wait a minute. Who you got in your three spot? EC? I've got it. I've got East Chambers in my third spot. And, and I figured that's where you had – that's why I was kind of jumping ahead – Without you saying it, but no, I think East Chambers is the only one who who can be there, right? So, 
that brings us to your Tarkington, Kirbyville, and you look at Kirbyville's record. They beat Trinity by forty-six eight. They lose to Die Ball. They beat. They shut Corgan out, and they beat Hemp Hill, right? Orangefield. We talk about them. They lose to Bridge City twenty-six nine. Uh, lose to Houston Legacy forty-eight ten. Right? They beat Shepherd thirty-five twenty-one. They lose to Woodville nineteen seven. Okay. Then you got the boys down there on the prairie that's riding on a high. They beat Evadale 41-19. They beat Shepard 30-14. They beat Huntington 37-7. And they lose to Beaumont Kelly 35-32. Well, I think when you're looking at these three teams and you're talking about Orangefield, Kirbyville, and Tarkington, you've got to look at strength of schedule. Yep. And when you look at those three and you look at their schedules, Orangefield, in my opinion, has had the rougher schedule, even though that they've lost three. And even that Bridge City game, which I, who knows what happened there, but Bridge City's not a bad football team. They're playing up in classification. So I, I've, and I'm going to go out and go first here. I've got Orangefield in the fourth seed for this district. Well, and I'm going to, you know, it, it's, it's really, it's a hard decision. And you're right. You go by strength of schedule. So you break it down to your common foes, right, it is where I'm at, is you break it down to the common foe. And we still don't know a whole bunch about Kirbyville. And, and you look at that, they put up a bunch of points a bit against a really bad Trinity team, right? They they make it a, a ball game against Dival, and they lose that one 28-14. They shut Corgan out offensively. With a 56-0 win in Hemp Hill, they win that one 52-14. So putting up points isn't a problem for Kirbyville. No, and then putting up yards isn't a, is a problem for for them either. They actually lead the, the district in total yards offensively with just over 1,400, uh, 871 of that coming on the ground. So, I mean, you can't ignore the Kirbyville Wildcats, even though I've got them you know, just out on the outside looking in. They they could squeak in that four spot. You never know. Yeah, you, you never do, and and that's what makes it so hard, is with this. So I got to go back and I got to look at one common game. Whenever I figure out that four spot, and teams are going to get better, right as they progress through this season, and and you you're. <laughs> You know, people think, man, you're, you're picking Orangefield, and, and they're one and three right now going into district play, you know. But you but you look at their strength of schedule, what they had. You look at the common foe. Tarkington beat Evadale 41-19. They beat Shepard 30-14. They beat Huntington 37-7. They lose to Beaumont Kelly 35-32. So I look at the common game here, and that's going to be the Shepard game, right? Right. Uh Orangefield put 35 up, but allowed 21. Tarkington put up 30, but allowed 14. So, really, they're both even, right? Yeah, dead it, even. Dead even in that in aspect. In that game. In that, that particular game, one week away from each other, right? So, I go back to strength of schedule, and I feel like Orangefield's had the tougher schedule through this and, and more quality games. Nothing against Tarkington Prairie, as uh, I was really gaining some traction with some fans down there. 
but I'm going to have to put Orangefield. So we're, we're, where our top two different in this district, our bottom two are different, uh, are the same. Uh, Correct. Out of District 10 3A. So going to be it's really interesting how we how we how we look at all this right and and, and put it together um but that's my that's my my district picks out of district uh district 10 3 but it's district it's amazing how that six seed goes to one over on my end i think i played my hand right in making y'all feel comfortable with Butte. well i, I mean you know, I'm just I'm going with it. I'm shooting from the hip. I, look, I'm. You know, I'm just trying to stay away from you and I doing a broadcast at the same time in the booth next to each other, or like in two booths. You see what I'm saying? I, that's what I'm trying to keep from. We oh, but it make it make for an interesting podcast if we, we get to that by district week and and Cold Spring and Anahuac are playing each other. No, it will make it very interesting. And and you know, and what people don't realize is is several years ago, Cold Spring and Anahuac did face off in the playoffs, and we were next door to each other. But Trent and I did not know who each other were at that point in time. You remember that? Yeah, it was the following year or the following spring that we uh that we met each other and, and figured all that out yeah. uh it's it's funny how things work out yeah god god works in uh mysterious ways that's for sure that is for sure well let's jump into 93a let's do one. it let's jump into it so uh this district you got cold spring crockett dieball huntington palestine westwood shepherd and woodville uh, in this district and uh, cold spring sitting on a three and one crockett zero and four dieball two and two Huntington 0 and 4, Palestine Westwood 4 and 0, Shepherd 2 and 2, Woodville 2 and 2, and and once again a district that you look at strength of schedule right uh, as you as you put these put this district together and uh, as I talked about I'm going to open up this district uh, with uh, my top pick we're going to go one for one okay all right let's do that and, and, and go through this district so. Whenever I sit here and I look at this district and, and after this last week and, and I looked at games and uh, scores and everything else that went on to it, and I thought I, I thought I was on track with where I wanted to be. And then uh, after last week, it kind of changed me up. Well, and, I think we're on the same page when you're looking at the, the Woodville-Orangeville game. Am yes, I right? yes. So that uh, yeah. Woodville Orangeville game that was a 19-7 football game, and I felt like that that was a game that Woodville should have, like, really put it to somebody, right? And, and really and truly, it made me think about a lot of things. Even whenever I looked at your district over there at District 10, uh, whenever it come down to that four seed, right? And I'm going to tell you, if Orangefield would have got shut out in this game. I probably would have put Tarkington in that four spot. It's possible. I, I would have even went on the leg and said that uh, Curryville may have gotten that four spot out of me. Right. So, and so that game had a lot of a, a lot to it. And and I'll just go ahead and say it. I got Palestine Westwood picked to win the district. 
And it's the same way over here. I also have got Westwood to win y'all's district. Toby's going to flip out when he listens to this tomorrow. <laughs> he is going to absolutely flip out. Whatever well, and I'm going to tell you why. I mean, because we saw Westwood in the bi-district game last year. And I, I talked about it last, I think, last week and even the week before that on the podcast that how young Westwood was last year. And they were a decent football team, even though Anahuac handled, handled them pretty well. But – you gotta you gotta look at their schedule and see how the they're just blowing out people. Dude, they're putting up monster points. Monster and you, points. You look at you're like, well, if they were at that athletic last year making making the uh by district game out of the four seed in y'all's district, they're only gonna be better. And their scores are reflecting that. What they don't and what people don't realize is they were so young, right? They were young. Right. And they have a freshman, I guess he's a sophomore this year that's the better quarterback than the junior that they had last year. He is legitimately better, and that's who I would have in the quarterback position other than the the junior now senior. And, and who knows, that may be what they've done. I, I'm not sure. But, you know, they've only – I mean, they've allowed a 58 uh, – they've allowed 60-something points, right, through four games. But you look at what they've put up. They beat Kemp 63 to nothing. They beat Buffalo 65-14. They beat Palmer 52-44. That was their tightest game. And then the Waverly 36-7 there. Uh, I got Westwood in the one spot. Who you got in two? I've got Woodville. That's two of us, right? And mm-hmm. and, and I think it's just hands down at the Woodville the Woodville die ball game is going to be uh, really a big game, and that's this week. Uh, definitely one that we haven't even built up and talked about. But It'll that, be on my pickums, definitely. It's going to tomorrow. be on mine as well. Um, and I, I'm going to throw that game in there. Uh, there's a couple others, and, and I kind of bounce. You, you keep yours pretty close, everything, and I'll kind of bounce out and spread mine out a little bit. And You can find them on texaspodcastmedia.com. Click on the 590 Sports Show. Uh and all the pickums are there, but uh, that that's going to be a really telltale big game, and that game is in Woodville. So uh, we both got Woodville in the two spot. We've talked about them a lot throughout our podcast. Going into the three spot, I have die ball, and oh, you're going to be in trouble. <laughs> well, that's that's where I'm at. <laughs> You know, I, but I can't. I can't blame you on it. Here's I the can, deal. But... Here's the deal. They lose to Madisonville twenty four fourteen. They lose to Franklin twenty eight thirteen. That's their two losses. Madisonville's Those a are... really good football team. Well, we know about Franklin. We and already we talked about, about that. Franklin. So I mean, you're you're talking about two really good football teams, uh, and strength of schedule again. Die ball winning over Kirbyville. We we've already talked about Curryville's numbers. Yep. Harden Jefferson, we know that they're they're not strong whatsoever. Right. But three three really tough games to start off the season for the Lumberjacks. And I really can't blame you there. I mean, I'd I'd almost go back and change my third pick, but I'm not going to. I've got Cold Spring in as a third seed. Really? I Cold do. Spring in at the three seed for Trent. Okay. Tell us about your pick there. Well, I feel like that, you know, as much as y'all have talked about Cold Spring and, and, and the way that they're moving forward, I can't expect them to slide backwards. Um, they're, you know, the new coaching over there has seemed to got y'all, you know, 
on the right track. Um, looking at some of y'all's numbers that y'all put up too, I can't outside of the Hampshire Finette game. Uh, it seems like that y'all really found y'all's footing, and I don't, I don't see them going in and just squeaking in at the four spot. So, I have Cold Spring in the four spot. Okay, and here's why. Um, and and they showed it to me last week against Corgan, right? They're not finishing football games that they should be finishing. Okay. Now, I say that. I watched them last year with their back up against the wall against Dieball at home and beat Dieball. And it was it was a heck of a football game. It, it really was. And I was ecstatic to be able to be in the booth and, and be able to call that because it was such a good game. And, you know, I'm pulling up the score right now. It was a 20-19 to 19 game last year when we played die ball. We're going to play them on guess what date? October On the 20th. 20th. Yes. So, with that being said, <laughs> we're going to be on the road at die ball. Who knows what the weather's going to be like over there, you know, in October. Uh, not that it really is, I don't think, going to play a, a factor in there. Uh, I just feel like that if you go back and you look at it, I think Dieball is going to be able to pull that out. Um, Dieball is one of those teams that traditionally they start slow and then uh, and then build from there. And I think that we're going to be catching them at the wrong time, and and they're going to uh, we're going to they're going to pull it out. I'm go. I went back to the 2021 schedule and we lost at die ball. Um, no, we lost at home to die ball. 28-22 was the final there. That was in 2021, and then 2022 we beat them at home. Had them back to back at home, 20 to 19. And then if you go to the 2020 stats, uh, we beat die ball at home, 20 to 12. Uh, I just, unless I'm missing something with die ball. And I don't think I am. Uh, and Cold Spring not being able to finish the games like I feel like that they should. Uh, that's why I have Die Ball in the three and Cold Spring in the four, which is better than what I picked last year for the Cold Spring faithful because last year I didn't have Cold Spring in the playoffs. This right. Time I remember. I remember you talking about it heavily, and they they were able to get in there, and that that win against Die Ball was the game that put y'all in wasn't it no we didn't make the playoffs last year was it yeah it was last year yeah it was last year that i i picked them i picked them going five and five not making the playoffs and and i lost some followers over that deal uh but that's That's right because y'all y'all lost against woodville and lost against that shepherd it was the shepherd game we lost the the shepherd game that very last game of y'all's district schedule that that uh put y'all out of the playoffs yes we lost to shepherd uh well, we had. I'm on, I'm on the wrong team. Let me get let me get back over to the Cold Spring schedule. Uh, in 2022, we lost to Shepherd 28 to eight, and we needed Shepherd to lose to Huntington in order for us to make the playoffs, and that didn't obviously that didn't happen, and, and we we didn't make it. So there was a slim chance that Cold Spring could have got in there and, and were unable to. So, But this year I got us going in, uh, like I say, 
uh, I think we're going to be better off. We're going to we're going to win the Cro- we're going to win the Crockett game. We're going to win the Huntington game this week. Um, I don't feel like that we're going to beat die ball Huntington or excuse me die ball Palestine Westwood or Woodville and I feel like for the first time in a couple of years we'll be able to beat Shepard uh, and that game is at home for the Cold Spring trade Trojans so uh, it's going to be interesting it's going to be a fun season as uh, now that we got our pickums our uh, district picks locked in and uh, like I say Toby he he's going to be able to pick however he wants now, and and we'll honor his picks right as long as he gets them in before Friday. Uh, we'll, oh yeah, we'll honor his picks and, and throw them in there. So if not, he's the automatic loser and has to buy dinner for all of us, which is a win-win. Win-win for you and I. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but man, we went deep this week. Oh man, a lot. What thirty minutes more than we normally do? Yeah, because we're, we're we're already at like twenty seven minutes in on this one, so we we went really really deep uh, on this podcast, and Toby wasn't even in here, so uh, he missed out on 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 the one long show because we've been talking for a couple of weeks. Man, it's gonna go long. It's gonna go long. We end up like an hour and fifteen minutes or whatever, and here we are. We're at like two two and a half hours or hour and a half now. So. <laughs> Uh, we'll throw some, we'll have our commercials in there and, and uh, that's going to extend it out a little bit more. So, but uh, we got some good games coming up this week. Uh, we'll talk about, uh, we'll throw a couple of them out there with games that are coming up and uh, man, I'm, I'm really, I, I'm excited going into district play uh, this week. And, and as I scroll down and I'm looking over on uh, SETX sports, Finding the relevant games close to us. You got Hampshire, Fanette, and Bridge City. Sealsby and Orangefield will be a great game. Uh, Sealsby's going to be on the road uh, as they get district play uh, kicked off over there in District 9-4A Division Two. Then you drop down into uh, 3A. Uh, Orangefield, Buna, is, it's a big game. We talked about that earlier. Yep. Um, you know, Die Ball, Woodville. That's going to be in my pickums as well. Uh, I'm gonna throw this. Just, I'm gonna throw this go game in my pickums, and you're gonna think why? Shepherd at Crockett. Well, it's a battle of the. I ain't even gonna say. It. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's gonna be an interesting game, I think. And and I'm gonna tell you another one that as I'm looking at it now, Anderson, Shiro, and Coons. You know, we got Shiro picked to be two seed uh, out of that district. Uh, yeah. Out of twelve three A Division two, you and I both got them at the two seed. You know they're playing Coons, and I got Coons at the three seed, and you got Warren at three seed. Yeah, that's going to be a good game, the Warren Newton game. Yep. Uh, that I mean, I think Newton's going to come out on that, but it should be a good game. Um, what else we got? Curryville at East Chambers. Yep, that's a district game that that. That may that game right there, depending on what Kirbyville, you know, what Kirbyville team shows up, that could be very interesting. Very, very. Well, if they come, if they come out of there with a win on East Chambers, it's just going to blow up our our picks altogether. Yeah, it's going to throw it like completely trashed. Another good one, Timpson and Grapeland. Yeah, Grapeland Sandys. They're not having a very good season. Crosby at Kingwood Park Saturday. That game is going to be played at Turner Stadium, I do believe. Uh, but that's really Groveton and Alto Friday night in a non-district game. 
Tatum and Lumberton. We ain't even talked about Lumberton this week, and and we're gonna get we'll we'll dive into that district in the next two weeks. Uh, Madisonville got a score to settle against Livingston. Livingston's winless, right? right. And and uh, so they're they're looking for a win. Madisonville's looking for revenge. It's Livingston's homecoming this week. So yes, Livingston's homecoming. So that's going to be interesting. Here's one that we did not talk about. Splendor Wildcats going on the road all the way to Lagrange. Yeah, we didn't touch on Splendor today at all, uh, mainly got, because of the loss that they suffered. This yeah, past week. And, and you know, you talk. About, I I don't know. It's it's hard to gauge that football team because I mean I watched them. And they weren't horrible. They beat, they shut Cleveland out. They lose to Cold Spring 22-14. Then they lose to Galena Park, and they lose to Hampshire Finette. They get shut out by HF, you know. And, and yeah. you know, got LaGrange. Then they go into – they got LaGrange this week and then uh, go into district play next week against Lumberton. So, they got Lumberton, Huffman, Little Cypress, Livingston, and Vider. I mean, we'll we'll get it – we'll dive into uh, 10-4A Division One next week, and we'll throw some picks out uh, – out of that district and, and kind of what we think, you know what I mean? So oh, yeah. it, it'll be a lot of fun, but, but this week we will, uh, on the five ninety nine sports page, I'm going to throw out, uh, tomorrow it'll be online. So you can go over there and chime in on who you think is going to be the district foes against what Trent and I think. And then next week we will, uh, go over Toby's picks for all of these these uh, four districts, as well as jump into District 10 4A Division One and uh, go over those districts as well. And like I say, if you have any questions, comments, remarks, email us at info at texaspodcastmedia.com and or at anawaxsportslive at gmail.com. Either one, we'll get them, we'll share them with each other. Trent and I will, and uh, we'll share them with Toby, and, and, you know, we'll take your ideas and we'll run with them in the podcast. But if you're looking to host a podcast, you want to get in the studio, you got something you want to talk about, fantasy football, basketball, baseball, whatever it may be, um, hey, underwater basket weaving, you know, get with us at Texas Podcast Media. You can shoot us an email over there, info at texaspodcastmedia.com, and we will be glad to uh, to host. All you got to do is come to our studio. We'll get everything set up and, um, you know, get you in the studio and get you recording. So uh, it'll be a lot of fun. So, Trent, it's been a good one, bud. Yeah, a good long one. Very long one. Your wife, uh, she ought to be about done with uh, junior high volleyball. Uh, they're over they're over in Orangefield tonight so she's probably getting close to being on her way home and uh, I'm gonna go in there and see what uh, there is to eat and you better get cook, ready for tomorrow you better cook her some dinner <laughs> might you might do that let me know how that works well man that's gonna be a wrap uh, for week five of Texas high school football here on the 590 sports show we appreciate y'all tuning in give us a like give us a share be sure to hit that subscribe button and we will see you at the game. Howdy folks, Randy here. At Randy's Rubs, it is our mission to bring you a variety of mouthwatering seasonings that are sure to make the ordinary extraordinary, to make the impossible possible. Creating memories with friends and family is what is most important to us, and we hope to be the cornerstone of your meals making memories with the ones you love most. 
As all of you continue on your fall sports journey, Randy's Rubs wishes each of you an incredible season and may each of you be an All-American. Go check us out on Amazon or at randysrubs.com. It don't suck, y'all.